Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, two, three. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well. Thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M could go eight four this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome back to the tailgate, Kiernan. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Just got back from vacation, so that was fun. Nice, nice. Uh, how much? How much bourbon did you drink? Quite a bit, a considerably large amount. I gotta know. Do you like bourbon or Irish whiskey more? Uh, <clears throat> straight, not mixing with anything. I'd probably say bourbon. I don't even know. Is drinking Irish whiskey straight really a thing? Like a big thing? Yeah. Well, it is. I, I know people do it, but like, I feel like bourbon, people who drink bourbon straight are pompous fucking assholes. And I know that because I do that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it. Drinking, drinking Irish whiskey straight is, is definitely a thing. I mean, I do it. I know a bunch of my friends do it. So. Cause like, my thing is if I could have like a, jameson or ginger or like an, an irish whiskey and ginger i'll probably take that over a bourbon and coke but if it's a good bourbon i'll just drink it straight i'll take that over drinking a good irish whiskey straight yeah that's fair and really there was into the cfp talk early yeah i mean tailgating drinking where it, oh, it's true, still true, on true. it's yeah. on brand it's why do you think yeah. why do you think I named this podcast Tailgate on the Quad? So A, we could talk about whatever the fuck we want because tailgates, nobody just talks about football. And B, we can talk about drinking. Fun. Yeah. I mean, considering like the first year we did this, I was hammered most recordings. <laughs> People A lot change. of fun. People change. Yeah. True. Personal growth. That's what we're all about here. Yes. We're about making stupid jokes about coaches being communist college football and personal growth. And I think we've hit all three. It, this it's year, really Cannon. the entire. Yeah, it, it really is. You can't find a podcast that has all three, but Karen, since you mentioned it, do you want to talk about the CFP first for once? We'll do rankings to open the show at number 25. We have, UTSA, Meet Meep University, The Revenge. At 24, we have Troy. At 23, we have NC State. At 22, we have Mississippi State. And at 21, we have Notre Dame. Kiernan, strong thoughts or comments on the bottom five? Uh, I would say not really. This is kind of uh, this is kind of expected, you know, kind of territory for most of these teams at least uh, at the end of the season. So I don't really have any major qualms about any of them. 
Yeah, and I mean, that's been us all season. Yeah, all season we've just been saying if you care strongly about the bottom five, you're a weirdo. Uh, unless you have a, a bet on it, unless you bet like Texas would be top fifteen or something, fine. Then you can have a strong opinion, but otherwise, suck it up. Uh, number nineteen, we have the Cox. At number 18, we have UCLA, number 17, LSU, and number 16, the Tulane Green Wave, your American Athletic Conference champions. Kiernan, any thoughts on that five? Uh, just uh, kind of a props to Tulane, just uh, coming in right at the end of the season, getting ranked uh, inside the top 25 is huge, getting up to 19, I think, as of last week, if I'm not mistaken, and then... Uh, Winning, like you said, the championship and boosting their uh, notoriety up to 16. I mean, that's 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 something. And also big props to Tulane for hanging on to Willie Fritz. Really good coach for them. Really kind of helped them get to this point. And there were rumors he was going to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was after him. And he said, nope, I'm staying in New Orleans, staying with Tulane. Which, I mean, it, it is Georgia Tech. They suck. But there is some history there. So it's nice to see Tulane get to keep their coach. Definitely. Uh, next up, we have at 15 and 14, we have Civil War. We have the Oregon Ducks at 15 and Oregon State Beavers at 14. At 13, we have Florida State. At 12, we have Washington. And at 11, we have your Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, Woo. Love to see Oregon State getting one up on Oregon. They are the little brother in that rivalry. And it's very, very nice to see the little brothers of the world get bragging rights. Uh, shout out Mike Norvell, too, at Florida State. He did a great job throughout this season. Getting for, They're not back, but they are back to being relevant. They're not a laughing stock. So uh, happy to see Mike Norvell do, doing work down there in Tallinnasty. Ken, I know you probably have thoughts on Penn State. Well, I, I just want to harp on the same uh, point as you're bringing up with Oregon and Oregon State, where um, – it must really peeve Oregon to be just like if, if it was a situation where Oregon State was like 11 and Oregon was 15, that would be different. But I feel I feel like just being one higher is just ever so slightly more annoying because it's not like, you know, they're, you know, trying to make a, a, a late playoff run or anything like that. But it's it's almost like you beat they decided on this by one spot. That must be hella annoying, especially for like a big brother, little brother situations. So I just found that really funny. They definitely for did that intentionally too. Oh, I hope so. That would make it so much more fun. Just a pure spite of uh, Oregon. That'd be great. But for yeah. uh, Penn State, um, I I I love it, and I'll tell you why. Because we were ranked eighth prior. Uh, which is a no-go zone for any Penn State team. So I I have confidence uh, going into our bowl game. I'm very happy. I I don't know, Kiernan, about your bowl. We'll talk about the bowl games next or later in this episode, but they are taking on the number eight team in their bowl game. That could move them out of the no-go or into the no-go zone. And Wait, then so you, hold on. What do you, what do you mean? They're 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 number eleven now. They're oh well for but for the AP rankings, they will play the number eight team in their bowl game. So they'll start next year in the no go zone, and then they're gonna get a week one loss. Then. Uh, don't really care about that to be honest. I'd rather just have a bowl win. Especially That's the right. Rose Bowl. That's next year, Kierden's problem. Yes, exactly. That 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 agony will be saved for for later on. Okay, fair. Uh, next up, we got number ten USC, number nine Kansas State, number eight Utah, number seven Clemson, and number six Tennessee, and number five Alabama. Since we're just gonna do the top four on their own. Uh, I. I don't know how to put into words how I feel about Alabama at five. I don't really care about the rest of it. Uh, I'm happy they didn't talk themselves into putting Clemson in after beating up on UNC. But 
did Alabama deserve to be in the college football playoff? No. Were they one of the best teams this year? No. I've seen people arguing that. Like, oh, well, it depends if you're going with most deserving or best. I use that argument all the time. Alabama was not one of the four best teams in the country this year. Whether or not you want to blame it on the attitudes of some of the guys in the locker room, uh, our receiver issues throughout the year, our coordinators, whatever you want to blame it on, that's probably the right answer. Alabama was not one of the four best teams in the country. But while saying that, this is the most hopeless I've felt as an Alabama fan in a long time. A lo- like 2019, yeah, we missed the playoffs. We didn't have Tua. He was hobbled throughout the year. Whatever. This year, very concerning. And we're still the number five team in the fucking country. So, take that as you will. Cannon, what are your thoughts on 10 through 5? Uh, the, uh, so, 10 through 7, I don't really have an issue with. I think... You know, Utah beat up on uh, USC. You know, USC should have won that game. Uh, so I think, you know, a proper uh, downgrade to 10 is appropriate. Uh, Utah put on one hell of a performance. Uh, and, you know, Kansas State beat TCU uh, in the championship game. So, like, you know, that was big for them. Uh, I think that's perfectly fine where they are at number nine. So no real qualms between uh, seven and 10 or yeah, excuse me, seven and 10. What I will say, Kevin, well, I shouldn't say that because my argument is going to be completely deflated by the fact that Tennessee lost uh, or gave up 63 points at South Carolina. So, you know what? I forget it. I'm not going to say that. I think that Alabama was probably uh, the right spot for five in Tennessee at six, despite Tennessee beating Alabama by one point. So. Uh, I will leave that there. Uh, you feel free to pick up on that argument if you will, Kevin. Uh, I mean, do you want to see what, or I want to hear what uh, Tennessee fans are saying down south. I know what they're saying, Kiernan. Don't you worry. I know what they're <laughs> saying. And if you want to be the first team out in the college football playoffs, if that's your idea of the zenith of your program, that's fucking fine. But if you want to be that first team out that you crave being so, which is a weird fucking thing to care. It's like, we want to be number five. We want to be the first team that's not in the cultural. That's a weird fucking hill to die on. But also, if you want that so badly, don't lose to the Cox by 25 points. And don't look lifeless against Georgia because they're not putting you at fucking four to have you put up 10 points against Georgia again. Probably seven points, maybe even three, because you don't have Hendon Hooker. Yeah. So, no, Tennessee. It, it, and also, hey, guess what, guys? We're going over this for content. Five through 25 doesn't fucking matter. <gasps> it fucking doesn't. Like we say... Once the first call to a player Franks about, well, one through four doesn't matter right now. You could be number one and then lose two. You're down to seven. It does not fucking matter. Just like once the final rankings come out, five through 25 does not fucking matter. I don't see why we're arguing about this so much. Uh, the other thing I would say, and I think it definitely has to do with that's a uh, uh, Gamecocks loss. I was trying to think of uh, South Carolina, but couldn't for some reason. How could uh, you forget the Cox? I know. It's shame on me. Um, but one of the things I think that the, the, the Georgia loss wouldn't have looked that bad if they hadn't turned around and lost by 25 to the Gamecocks. I think that, that like that's the key difference. Like You could put what, – what, what was the final score of the Georgia game? How much did Georgia score? 27 to 10. 27 to 10, right. So, okay, that loss would not have looked that bad if they hadn't got, if they had trounced uh, South Carolina. And, you know, because you'd be like, oh, well, Georgia's defense has the best in the country, blah, 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 blah. That's the reason we only scored 10 points, but we put up 53 against Alabama or, you know, uh, 
whatever, 47 against yada yada team at the beginning of the season. And that would have been, I would have, I would have made that argument for the first team out. But after the Gamecocks lost, that kind of completely deflates everything because not only did you lose your star quarterback, but you also got absolutely trounced by a far worse team in a Uh, critical condition. Two things. One, I was wrong. They scored 13 against Georgia. That's on me. But if Hendon Hooker didn't go down and everything else played on the same, they would maybe be the five seed. Maybe. Right. That's what I'm saying. If Hendon Hooker doesn't go down and and you win a close game against South Carolina, you're the three seed right now. You 100% are sliding into the college football playoffs as a three seed. The only reason TCU stayed at three is so – the top four, if you don't know already, it's Ohio State, TCU, Michigan, and Georgia. Fourth and one. Uh, The only reason TCU stayed at three after their loss to Kansas State is they did not want a Michigan-Ohio State matchup in the semifinals. They figured if these teams are going to play each other again, it's going to be for the natty so we can advertise the fuck out of it. But if Tennessee's in – then we will slide TCU to four in the college football playoffs. We'll put you at three. Because, look, say what you want. Well, you shouldn't be playing South Carolina close if Tennessee wins a close one there. And you lost to Georgia by 17. Great. Ohio State played Northwestern close on the road. Right. Ohio State lost by 22 at home. Yeah. So none of that fucking matters. If Tennessee could beat South Carolina close and had, and this is a lot of ifs, but again, it still doesn't fucking matter. These are the four we have, so that's what we're going to do. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, but can we also just say, since we've already, you know, given out the top four, I don't think Ohio State deserves to be in there. I mean, you, like, I understand that they have an 11-1 record and Alabama has a 10-2 record. Yes, I can, I can also read. But Alabama has two losses that were incredibly close. Granted, one of them was to Texas. Uh, you know, in nope. Texas, whatever, nope. fine. They did not lose to Texas. Sorry, um, my mistake. They won by one point at Texas, and you could, you know, what? Sorry, my point there was that you could, uh, you could argue that you know that with that close win and the Tennessee close win is arguably better for Alabama than the twenty-two point loss is at home for Ohio State. Like in terms of detriment or whatever to to your, you know standing and prestige i mean michigan ran all over the field with ohio state and i just i don't think i think an alabama at four would arguably put up a better fight in the cfp than ohio state at four that's fair i think part of it is the cultural playoff committee has handcuffed themselves for years like this where there's no clear cut number four there might not be a clear-cut number three after tcu's lost the right. tcu's earned it they played well all year and then they lost close game in the big 12 championship i don't think we should punish tcu for playing in their conference championship and losing a close one while we're rewarding ohio state by losing by 22 to their biggest rival but i don't necessarily disagree i'm going to enjoy watching georgia beat the shit out of Ohio State than I would oh, yes. watching them beat the shit out of Alabama. I don't think I could take that. Uh, I think also, though, if Clemson went to Clay- Cade Klubnick earlier in the year, we wouldn't be talking about this. Maybe they'd still have their loss to Notre Dame, but they would be a one-loss ACC champion. They would be in over Ohio State. It's DJ Uyunglele's fault that we're fucking spending time talking about this. 
<laughs> it's always somebody on Clemson's fault, right, Kevin? Yeah, always. Um, but while we're talking about the college football playoffs, then we'll get into DJ and some other people. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is not going to be playing the college football playoffs. He has dealt with an injury all season and decided just to prepare for the NFL draft. I, I don't have an issue with this, really. I mean, yeah, it arguably makes the most amount of sense. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's given a lot to this program. He's and he's been injured. If he just said like, "Oh no, I'm healthy, but I'm not," no, I'm not playing. That would be different. But he's been injured all year. Just get your money, bud. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Ohio State, Ohio State has done well enough without him there in the lineup. So you know, having him saying, uh, "You know, guys, I'm not." I'm not willing to risk my career for one game that we're inevitably going to lose. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's it's sucky if you were, like, super pumped about seeing him in the CFP this year. But, like, really, other than that, I can't imagine a reason why you'd care. But, you know, there's some diehards out there that I'm sure will pissed off. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my favorite person on Twitter, Sam Block, probably someone I described as the dumbest person on that app. Uh, he was very positive about Jackson Smith and Jigba, saying he's given a lot to this program. He's been very important to it. He's been injured, so it's no big deal. Uh, I didn't expect him to do say anything else. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's an idiot. But eh, I figured I'd give him credit for not being a terrible human being. Credit where credit's due, Kevin. Exactly. But... Speaking of DJU, the transfer portal is going fucking crazy. It feels like half of Alabama's team's transferring, but so are, so is DJU. Uh, not surprising after Kate Klubnik stole his job in the ACC championship. Uh, but what I really want your thoughts on here, Cannon, Cade McNamara last week announced that he is transferring to the Iowa Hawkeyes. Cannon, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think it is both hilarious and sad at the same time, because <laughs> for the love of God, uh, look, I understand that um, you don't have the starting role at Michigan anymore. I understand the, you know, the battle, you know, between uh, you and McCarthy and all that drama kind of behind the scenes that don't really care about, but. You then choose a program that couldn't produce an offensive, I'm just even going to say momentum, I'm not even going to say series of plays, any offensive of momentum all year. Are you planning to be their savior, like the second coming of Christ, or are you clinically insane? And that would be my question as a reporter. I, I think part of it, is also is and it's not is it his fault the Iowa offense was going to be anemic regardless of who they had at quarterback you could have put fucking Virginia Tech Mike Vick there and they still would have done about the same is Cade McNamara though a better option at quarterback than Spencer Petras and can he allow this offense to do things that Petras couldn't uh, I I think it's be, hard to tell. I don't think so. I, I I lean yes, because I think Cade McNamara is a very good game manager, but also we've only seen Spencer Petras in the Iowa offense. He could go somewhere else, and I believe he is transferring, and light it up, and we go, oh, shit, he's actually a good quarterback. Brian Ferentz is just terrible like we knew. Well, I mean, it is Brian Francis's fault. Let's not, like, delegate the blame to anybody else. It is his fault, 100%. But I don't think that having Kate McNamara is going to solve your problems. If if you're worried about Petrus, then, like, I don't know, help him by running different plays. I, I don't know what to tell you. Get, get Francis out of there and just get literally anybody with half a brain. Kevin, you could do it. I mean, you're looking for a coaching gig this entire time. So, or Bill O'Brien, hell, he looks better than uh, Brian Ferentz. Uh, 
And that's impressive. How bad you can be at a job that Bill O'Brien looks like an upgrade. Patriots fans are going through it right now with Matt Patricia, Brian Fred. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think, I think next year might be the last year of Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. Yeah. yeah. They're all 100% going to tell him, you can either fire Brian or we can fire you, or they're just going to fire him, say he showed poor judgment by having Brian as his offense coordinator two years in a row. They're not even, yeah. it's been longer than that. But yeah, there's a lot of big name quarterbacks transferring. Uh, Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders, NC State Devin Leary, Texas Hudson Card, who on one leg almost beat Alabama. He's, everyone's going to be knocking at his door. Uh, Pitt quarterback Keaton Slovis, Wisco quarterback Graham Mertz. Uh, it's, and then Zach Calzada from Auburn. By way or by, from Texas A&M by way of Auburn is transferring, but then we have old man JT. JT Daniels has announced his intentions to transfer. This will be his fourth team, whoever he goes to. He has played. He has one year of eligibility left. He might be able to get a second if he is granted a medical redshirt for 2019. Which means he would have played in 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 23, and 24. He's going to yeah. be 40 by the time he leaves college. <laughs> it is insane that this man still has eligibility left. And also, I'm I just also questioning the logic behind it, too. Because it, it doesn't even make sense. Like, like, you know, I understand West Virginia hadn't ha- hasn't had like a, you know, a spectacular season this year. I mean, it's, you know, uh, it's nothing to gawk at or nothing to you know put him down over. But I mean, it, but like he's a solid quarterback in a in a system or in a team that he can potentially become a number one, or no, not number one, but a, but a draft pick at the very least. I like if you just hop and skip around there's two things that can come out of it one you'll find a a quarterback system that is so good that you uh will instantly become the number one draft pick b experience with different quarterback quarterback systems and how they operate their offense which is fair you know you get experience hop around teams things like that but at the same time who's going to trust you in the nfl when you keep looking around for something better like if if people are seeing this and looking at him going uh how do we know he's not gonna just like leave like at the end of year one or year two or whatever you know whatever the contract um stipulates so i don't quite understand why he's making another move like i think he was perfectly fine at west virginia i think he could have kind of finished out his years there and like gone into the draft maybe as a uh, potential young gun well not young anymore he's been in college forever but you know a young gun kind of hot shoot uh, quarterback but now it's just like you know w- what are you going to do where are you going to end up who what what is the purpose of all this transferring I, I guess will be my question as a scout for him be like I, I don't get it yeah, I mean, in terms of trusting him not to leave, I mean, you have him under control for four years because you're not going to get the fifth-year option because he's not going to get first-round pick. But, yeah, it, it is a concern. It, and it also puts judgment into effect. Like, yeah, the first transfer to Georgia made sense, honestly. Uh, and then you lost your job to Stetson Bennett, which I don't know how the fuck you lose your job to Stetson Bennett. But you did. If you're a talented player. uh then he went to West Virginia. Why? Nothing about West Virginia the past 10 years or so has screamed quarterback development. Right. There are so many other places. you could have, Shit, Oregon took Bo Nix. There's an option. You could have tried to go to Oregon. Uh, Washington. I think Washington took Phoenix. Or did Kansas State. No, Kansas State took Adrian Martinez. There were options when you transferred. 
And I'm curious, though, if this is going to start becoming the status quo, if we're going to see more and more guys transfer three or four times through college because of the transfer portal. That, like, Daniels is sort of setting the precedent to do it. I mean, four teams is ludicrous. I mean, you never would have heard of this before. You know, even before 2018, you wouldn't have heard of this, um, or at least not to my knowledge. I mean, maybe some, you know, pre-star player that just hopped around a bunch of teams, sure. But, like, you know, JT Daniels is a name. Like, he made a name for himself when he was at Georgia, despite losing – I would argue that he made his name at Georgia, despite losing the starting job to Stetson yeah. Bennett. And, and the other thing is, like – I don't really have anything to show for it. I mean, if West Virginia went on like this crazy 10 and two run, then you could argue about, okay, okay. Yes. He has tangibles. He's good. He can, you know, make plays happen. He can do whatever, uh, you know, when the situation uh, requires it from him. But I mean, it's not like, I mean, definitely downgrade, it's a, West Virginia is a downgrade from Georgia currently under Kirby Smart, and I just don't think that he's he's shown enough this season to make you think, yeah, this was a this was the right idea for him. Like you said, he had options, so I I don't understand why he wouldn't even take another year as a backup at Georgia, and you know maybe run a wildcat offense or something. Yeah, I mean. I can't think of a player who's gone to four colleges. I can think of three. Uh, Blake Barnett went from Alabama to Arizona to South Florida. And then we have Tate Martell, who went from Ohio State to Miami, transfer, converted to wide receiver, converted back to quarterback, then went to UNLV, and then retired from football. So three is the most I can think of off the top of my head. If anyone knows of someone who's been to three or four or more, let me know that I'm an idiot on Twitter. Uh, at Quad Tailgate, follow us. Speaking of having options and the transfer portal, prime time is coming to Colorado. Deion Sanders has accepted the job at Colorado to be the next coach of the Buffaloes. And he also had a message for his players. We got a few positions already taken care of because I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louie. Okay. It ain't going to be no more of the mess that these wonderful fans, the student body, and some of your parents have put up with for probably two decades now. I'm coming. And when I get here, it's going to be changed. So I want y'all to get ready to go ahead and jump in that portal and do whatever you're going to get. Because the more you jump in, the more room you make. Because we bring kids that are smart. Say that, smart. Smart. Tough. Tough. I love this move. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I don't care. Uh, I I don't think Dion's a great X's and O's coach. I think he's good at it, and I'm not knocking him. But his attitude, his swagger is what he brings to a program. And honestly, you can win with that in college football. If you can get kids to sign in or to sign up and buy in, then you're set. You will win. Uh, Ken, what are your thoughts on primetime to Colorado? 
Uh, I think we were talking about this earlier or yesterday, maybe, but I don't, I don't quite understand it. I think it doesn't really suit his kind of mantra, uh, at least, at least initially, like, um, I mean, yes, I understand that he isn't, I understand, like you said, he's not an X's and O's coach. He's a, he's a big energy guy. He wants guys committed and he wants guys to put in a ton of work and he's going to get work out of players. I just don't know if Colorado is, or yeah, I don't know if Colorado is the place to do it. I, I think I would argue that Jackson State for him would have been better to just stay put and see what else opens up than go to the Mile High City. Uh, you know, well, not Mile High. It's Boulder, but you know what I mean. Close enough. Up in the Rockies where it's cold. 5,279 feet, not quite the 280. Uh, I think part of it is he couldn't go to Auburn because they would try to control what he did and what he said too much. Right, I understand uh, that part. I, I think Colorado is a good place for him. It's the they just want to win at this point. They had one win last year. If they if he gets two, he's doubled their win total. Uh, I think that's the true. It's a very low of, bar. I, I think the university will kind of let him do what he wants within reason, obviously. But I don't think he's going to do anything that bad. Uh, so I, I think it's a good move. Uh, I don't quite think his energy will be the same. But I did some on Twitter like, oh, I can't wait for Colorado to have this, and it's Deion Sanders dancing on the side and stuff. Someone replied, you're not getting black culture, you're just getting Dion," which I kind of get. I think the student section will probably react about the same, a little bit less energetic, but just, just a bunch of white college kids. Like, they're going to act like that because they're assholes and idiots. But the older fans, the regular sections, they're not going to love Dion's antics at times. And even with that, though, I still think the energy will be good for the program. I think also all these guys I just mentioned who hit the tr uh, transfer portal have probably already reached out to Deion Sanders in Colorado. Yeah, definitely. Colorado will be fighting for a Pac-12 championship next year. Ooh, I ooh, don't both take. I, I'm not saying they will be in the game necessarily, but I'm saying at the end of the year, when we look at the Pac-12 standings, Colorado will be right there pushing for a division win if they have not won the division. Oh, that's a good take. That's a hot take. I like that. I I don't know if I can uh, I can second you on it, but I can, I certainly would love to see it because I, I think you're right. I think the I think Colorado having a winning season is something that they desperately need. I mean, that's you know stating the obvious, but. I think that the person that could change their fortunes would be prime purely given I think his his mantra really. I think you know he's he's willing to put in the hours to get his team to where it needs to be. Um and I you know despite his his message of I'm bringing my own luggage uh <laughs> which I think kind of I would initially think, oh, that could kind of demoralize me as a player. Um, I think, you know, they'll just feed off of, you know, his his energy and just kind of redistribute it to the uh, to the crowd, hopefully. I, I think that message will do exactly what he wants it to do. Any player who's going to get demoralized by that is going to transfer. And he yeah, wants guys who true. want to win there, who want to fight to win. And if you're going to get offended, by him saying that he's bringing his own luggage and it's Louie, then it doesn't fucking matter. You shouldn't be there because he doesn't want you there. That's a good point. That's a good point. Every player in that yeah. locker room who has a Jackson State guy at his position coming in should look at that and go, okay, well, fuck this guy. I'm going to show Dion that he made a mistake, that his luggage is not Louie. I'm showing Dion that he got his luggage from the clearance rack at Marshalls. Fuck this guy. And that will help the program win. That's true. It's very true. For years, people have said, like, oh, Nick Saban's only good, a good coach, because he recruits well. Well, that's like 75% of fucking college football. Yeah. Get good. The talent gap is so big. Get good players in, and then you will just beat the shit out of everybody. 
Dion can bring the talent in. And he's also bringing in people that have experience, that can win. He's bringing in Kent State head coach to be his offensive coordinator. How do you convince a head coach? I know it's from group of five, maybe the worst group of five school in history based on win percentage to power five. How do you convince a head coach to come be your offensive coordinator? Unless you're building something. It's going to be a fun season next year. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, More coaching changes. Scott Satterfield, the former Louisville coach, is going to Cincinnati to take the job left open by Luke Fickle. And the best part is Louisville and Cincinnati are facing off. The keg of nails is back, baby. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl, December 17th. Uh, I love this. I hope. And Satterfield has told both schools I'm not being involved with the planning or anything for either school for this bowl game. I hope he gets a special seat on the monster to watch this game from. <laughs> that would be great. That'd be so fun. And he can't bring family or like any coaches he's already got to come. I just him. He's allowed to sit out there. Yeah. Just because I want the camera to pan over the monster at one point and just see yeah. him sitting there by himself. Yeah, and and no no other fans can be around them. Just it literally just him in the dead center of the monster with the camera trained on him at all times, and they just cut to it at random points in the broadcast. Yeah, oh, that'd be that's gonna be awesome. Uh, and also, Des Fitzpatrick, wide receiver for the Titans, tweeted something kind of interesting out about Scott Satterfield. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick went to Louisville. Uh, last thing I will say, he didn't tweet fucking. He tweeted two things about this. One, someone tweeted, looking forward to a U of L, hopefully hiring a football coach who won't settle for being a punching back to his in-state rival. That's what Patrick said, thank God. And then, last thing I will say, when the South Carolina job rumors were floating around, he made us tweet about how well he was treating us, but wouldn't tell his players that he was leaving in person. He was never honest with us. Oof. So, uh, yeah. Not a great look when uh, one of the people you put in the NFL, because Louisville hasn't put many in who have stuck around. I know Lamar won an MVP, but outside of that, uh, is talking shit about you on Twitter. You'll love to see it. Let's talk about, we talked about coaches. Let's talk about the coach of the year finalist. And I have issues with this list, Kiernan. I have two big issues with this list. Eddie Robinson, Coach of the Year finalist. Sonny Dykes, TCU. Mike Elko, Duke. Willie Frick, Tulane. Harbaugh, Michigan. Lincoln Riley, USC. Kirby Smart, Georgia. John Sumrall, Troy. And Jeff Trailer, UTSA. Good list. Uh, I, feel, I feel like with this list, they always don't like giving it to well-established coaches. It's more like a most improved teams coach every year. So I don't know why Harbaugh and Smart are on here, Lincoln Riley. Not saying they're not deserving of being coach of the year, but with what the award's been. Uh, there's three names on here that is a disgrace that they're not on here. Josh Heupel made Tennessee not a fucking laughingstock. That's hard to do. Lance Leopold made Kansas football relevant to the rest of the country. Also fucking hard to do. And Jim Mora, who has UConn bowl eligible, which I thought was fucking impossible to do. That has to be the biggest snub of this list. Am I crazy for thinking those three were snubs? No, no, especially especially not UConn, because like, I would argue that that he did that Moore did the most with what he had. I think I, and I think that should be the a, a re, not a requirement, but a qualification to get you uh, a, a, at least a, a finalist pick. Because I don't, I just don't think that because he had, you know, UConn hasn't been has never been relevant except the Cumble. 
you know, that was the thing that yeah, we that's... made up. So like, you know, it, it's just, uh, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a huge snub and it's, and it's, and I hope that he can, if he continues this trend of at least bowl eligibility, I think he has to be in it running for the next year. He has to. And I, I think it's Sonny Dykes award. I think he's going to win it easily. Even if those other three were there, but yeah, take out Harbaugh, take out Riley, take out smart and put those three. in. Kiernan, uh, after the season, we should have an episode where we just pick our own award winners. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, so that's my issue. Uh, I also have issues with the Heisman finalists. Those that that was a sham of an award. I'm just glad though that they have stopped with all pretext or pretenses that it's not just a quarterback award. This yeah. year's Heisman finalists are Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud. Uh, Max Duggan's one, I believe. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, Max Duggan. Yeah. Okay, Max Duggan was the third. And Stetson Bennett. Okay, and I feel like I've been talking a lot. So what are your thoughts on those four being Heisman finalists? Uh, so you really can't argue for uh, the first three that you listed off. I mean, they have put in stellar seasons. Uh, Caleb Williams, 37 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, Max Duggan, uh, 30 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, CJ Stroud, 37 uh, touchdowns, six interceptions. So the same as Caleb Williams. Uh, did I get that right? Nope. Four, two more interceptions than Caleb Williams. Stetson uh, at 20 touchdowns tied for 42nd best and six interceptions tied for 37th. I think the bigger snub, uh, well, if we're talking about snubs, what, like the coaches, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw uh, Drake May's uh, name in there. 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yes, it's the, technically the most interceptions about all the uh, four other quarterbacks I had just mentioned. But he did throw for 4,115 yards, which is third best, uh, tied for fifth in terms of touchdowns. And I think he and the Tar Heels had a great season all around. Uh, and that Stetson Bennett, really, the only reason he's up there is because his team's number one, like you said, week in and week out for the past two or three weeks. So I think I think that's the only thing that should change. Um in terms of the four finalists, uh, I am kind of glad to not see a token defender up there. As you know, as much as as good as Will Anderson is as a player, I don't think like he didn't have nearly as good enough uh, as sorry, good enough. He didn't have as good a performance as he did last year. So I think keeping him out was probably the better option. Uh, we'll get into him a tiny bit later after this, but. Uh, I would argue that Drake May was the big snub of the finalists. I think what hurt May was towards the end of the year, he sort of started to fall off a bit. Uh, yeah. I think I think Blake Corum should have been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's injured after the year, but he had a great year. Same thing, though, with Pendon Hooker. I mean, he's a big part of also why Tennessee's not a joke anymore. And I know he missed a, a week, but still, it's fucking ridiculous. And I'm pissed that being invited as a Heisman finalist it has stopped meaning you're one of the four best players in the country. It's just become a lifetime achievement award. Yeah, it's very saying, sad. Stetson, you're undefeated two consecutive years. You won a natty. Let's invite you to New York. They did the same thing with Trevor Lawrence in arguably the worst year of his college career. He was a Heisman finalist. As a lifetime achievement. And then they voted him second, which I also had issues with. But let's just, Reddit CFB put this out. Stetson Bennett will be a legend forever as a walk-on quarterback who could potentially lead his team to -to back-to-back national championships. He's also one of the best quarterbacks in the country, measured by efficiency. He only trails C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, Grayson McCall, continued, Todd Centio, Caleb Williams, Curtis Rourke, Frank Harris, Bo Nix, Max Duggan, KJ Jefferson, Jared Hall, Sam Hartman, Drake May, Michael Pratt, Jordan Travis, Clayton Toon, Dorian Thompson Robinson, Bryce Young, Michael Phoenix Jr., JJ McCarthy, Drew Payne, and Chase Price. Only those guys. Only 22 other quarterbacks 
Yeah, so it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. There's so many more deserving players. I would be okay if they had a token group of five guy instead. Yeah, arguably it would be more of a more of an award uh, then than it is now, just to have like some schmuck, you know, up there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just I, I'm pissed at it. Same. It's it's ridiculous. And Georgia fans are weird. They went from. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Like, oh, he's he's not good. We're not going to win a natty with him. Well, we won a natty, but he should transfer for the good of the program so we can get an actual quarterback in for our attempt to go back-to-back. Now to, oh, no, he should win the Heisman Trophy. No, he fucking shouldn't. No. He should not. Keep that same attitude. If you want to just say he's a good college quarterback, he's a good quarterback, he's efficient, he doesn't turn the ball over, that's fine. But he's not a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, absolutely not. And uh, the other the other thing, and I think it was Reddit CFB that tweeted this out too, that they're changing. Uh, actually, I don't know if it was them or not. But anyway, the, there was a funny tweet that they just changed the uh, the uh, the Heisman, you know, running stance to just a quarterback throwing the ball. And I thought that was really funny. I'm like, oh, finally, they get it. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it, it's infuriating. Like, like you could like the last time I think that was like genuinely I don't want to say acceptable but like almost uh understandable would be when Lamar Jackson won it because that guy can run everywhere and he's insanely quick and fast and like that 90 percent of Louisville's offense was just based on him scrambling but like that's a that's an understandable you know, quarterback award, uh, quarterback to win the Heisman. You're like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, he's a running quarterback. But ever since then, I'm like, I'm trying to think. I mean, Bryce Young potentially could you could say the same thing, but he definitely passes more than, uh, or he doesn't run as much, I should say, as as uh, Lamar Jackson. And like, you know, that's the only guy since 2016 that I could probably reasonably say that about. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look. Heisman Trophy votes by year. Let's go through this. Let's look at some of the finalists and see. Let's go to the modern era because I don't give a fuck who won it in 1936. <laughs> Not All many right, people. Let's, let's go 2005 since Reggie Bush won it that year and he was a running back. Uh, the next four were quarterbacks Vince Young, Matt Leiner, Brady Quinn, Michael Robinson, and then AJ Hawk, the linebacker. At number six, that's funny. Uh, next, 2006, Troy Smith, Ohio State quarterback. Then Darren McFadden, running back. Then Brady Quinn, quarterback. Steve Slatton, running back. Those are the top four. 07, Tim Tebow, quarterback. Darren McFadden, again, running back. Then Colt Brennan, who lit it up that year. And then Chase Daniel, more quarterbacks. Uh, 08, Bradford, quarterback. McCoy, quarterback. Tebow, quarterback. Terrell, quarterback. 09, Mark Ingram. Oh, wow, Mark Ingram. Running back. Then Toby Gerhardt at number two. Running back. Colt McCoy, quarterback. And then Indomitian Sue, defensive tackle. Uh, 2010, Newton, quarterback. Luck, quarterback. LaMichael James, running back. Kellen Moore, quarterback. Uh, 2011 was two quarterbacks and then two running backs. 2012, two quarterbacks, a linebacker. I forgot Manti Teo came in second at Heisman voting that year. <laughs> uh, Colin Klein, then quarterback, then a oh, wide receiver, Marquise Lee, 2013. Quarterback, 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 running back. 
2014, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, quarterback, diverse group there. 2015, running back, running back, quarterback, quarterback. Wow, two running backs in 2015. Uh, then 2016, Lamar Jackson, running back. Uh, Deshaun Watson, quarterback, Baker, quarterback. D.D. Westbrook, wide receiver. Also, it's a joke. Lamar's obviously a quarterback, I don't think. And it just goes up 2016. But yeah, it's been a quarterback award for a while now. They have done what they can to make it so if you're not a quarterback winning the award, we will all talk about the quarterbacks. So I fucking hate the Heisman Trophy. They should just separate it. Davey O'Brien, quarterback, and then Heisman, just everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's enough ranting about awards. Danny, you want to do our week 14 review and then our one game pick for next week? Hell yeah. Right, first up, Pac-12 championship. Number 12, Utah versus number 4, USC. Kiernan had Utah 47-45. I had USC 38-27. This was not a good week for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, US, or Utah won 47-24. Next up, we had the Big 12, K-State versus TCU. Kiernan had TCU 54-28. I had TCU 63-21. K-State won 31-28. I was so upset at the end of this game when it went into OT. I was like, oh my god, Max Duggan is going to do it. He's going to keep TCU alive. And then he didn't, and they, TCU yeah, stayed alive. It was very anyway. sad. Yeah, that, TCU that's true. Alive anyway. so that's all that matters. Uh, next up, ACC, number 10, Clemson, number 24, UNC. Here at Clemson, 38-25. I had UNC, 28-14. Clemson won 39-10. Uh Big Ten, Karen and I both picked with our hearts here, not our brain. Yeah. Karen had Purdue 18-17. I had Purdue 21-19. Michigan won 43-22. Next up, where the shenanigans happen? The SEC championship. Karen had UGA 38-21. I had UGA 45-7. Georgia won 50-30. I get the point there because Georgia covered. Mm-hmm. And Karen only had them winning by 17. Mm-hmm. But we both killed our group of five, our Rattlesnake Memorial picks. Uh, Kiernan picked Coastal versus Troy in the fun belt. Uh, Kiernan said Troy would win 30-16. to 16. They won 45-26. I picked the American uh, UCF versus Tulane. I had Tulane winning 38-31. They won 45-28. So, Kiernan, I'm proud of us for nailing our group of five picks. That, yeah, that's arguably the bigger accomplishment. It is. Uh, so that leads Kiernan. Kiernan now leads 30-21. to 21. I think we're Ooh. just going to pick 10 bowl games, so I have a chance to win. Oh, come on. Kiernan, if I, if I do that, if I do 10 bowl games with a chance to win, I would have to go 10-0 and 0 and you would have to go 0-10. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. But still, I... If, I, I, if, I if, if that happens, I think I would have earned the win there. Fine. I would have picked the most dumb fucking bowls. Uh, no, we'll do all the New Year's Six Bowls and then four other ones. Or five other ones, depending on how the Army-Navy game goes. Okay. But... Week 15, the best week of the year. The one-game week, Army versus Navy. Commander-in-Chief Trophy is not able to be won this weekend, but it still is arguably, historically, one of the biggest college football games. Absolutely. Army versus Navy. Kickoff's at 3 p.m. It is at Lincoln Financial in Philadelphia. Army's a minus one with a 33-and-a-half over under. Kiernan, who do you have? So I texted my dad over the weekend, and I asked him who he thinks is going to win. And he said Navy. Now, he didn't give me a score because he doesn't do that stuff or understand how it works. And I am dreading it, but I'm going to go side with him and go Navy uh, 14 to 10. That is a terrible, terrible pick. We're going with Army. 22 to 14. 
I expect a big game out of the Black Knights. Also, their uniforms are better. Navy, why why are you wearing a space-themed uniform? You do the C. That is the opposite of space. Army's got their tank uniforms. They are fire. I'm going with Army. Yeah, that's very fair. If this if this pans out in my favor, I'm gonna my dad is going to look like a god. <laughs> and also, Karen, you do know if this goes in your favor, uh, the number of bowl games we pick is going up to eleven. If it goes in my favor, it's going down to nine. Okay, fine. Basically, it's I want to try to win by one. I don't want to put twenty bowl games up here. Have us pick twenty games and then lose. 50 to 21. Yeah, yeah, that'd be stupid. So, uh, to close out, though, Keenan, our New Year's Six Bowl games have been announced. And I just, we're not going to pick them right now, but we're just going to talk about them. And in the greatest kick ever, Tennessee versus Clemson in the Orange Bowl. It's perfect. It's, it's, you have to admit, Kevin, it is perfect. Oh. <sighs> I got to tell you. It was perfect. Perfect. Everything. Down to the last minute details. I love it. it it's incredible. Uh, I am... I want them both to wear their orange uniform because I think that'd be funny, but it'd also gonna be... Say that. It would be a nightmare was... on TV. <laughs> so, so my dad is colorblind, and I just ask... I, I should ask him just the entire game. Like, who... who do you know who's going which way? Uh, it's called cruel and unusual punishment. It'll be like uh, a couple years ago when the NFL did their first year of color rush and they had yeah. the Jets and the Bills playing and they were wearing red and green. Yeah. And they exactly. immediately the next year were like, nope, we need a, a white color rush for every team now because the, yeah. the colorblind community was not thrilled. No, actually, uh, so quick quick note on the colorblindness. So because my dad is colorblind and because he's red-green colorblind too, right? So that game, I, I don't know if you watched that game, but that probably would have sent him into a tailspin. But the other thing I found really interesting is, you know that, like, uh, really, I want to say, like, gunmetal or charcoal gray that uh, Seattle wears on their numbers? Yeah. You know what he sees out of that? What? Hot pink, hot pink. That's incredible. The that's the color that 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 you know refracts into his eye. That's the he just sees bright, bright pink, or what he associates with pink, and it's so funny. He just goes, "God, those are the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen." And I go, "What's wrong with them?" He goes, "They're bright pink numbers on an otherwise blue and green, uh, uh, shirt." And I go, "That is so far from hot, bright pink." It. It couldn't be less pink. And he just goes, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's the color I see. And I, I always thought that was hilarious. That is awesome. Uh, next up, we have the Sugar Bowl, Alabama versus Kansas State. That'll be a fun game. I'm terrified that Deuce Vaughn is going to run all over Alabama. Oof. Or Alabama's just not going to forfeit the game. They're just going to say, we don't have enough players. They're all in the transfer portal. Or we're going to the draft. <laughs> Uh, both likely. They they do not have any players. Uh, Peach Bowl, first game of the college playoffs. Uh, Georgia versus Ohio State. I believe that will be the night game. That's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, Fiesta Bowl, Michigan versus TCU. That's also probably going to be a bloodbath in all honesty. Yeah, most likely. Unless Max Duggan can like pull something out of his ass. I, I don't see TCU even coming close. Very fair. Uh, next up, Cotton Bowl, USC versus Tulane. You'll love seeing a group of five in a New Year's Six Bowl. True. I, I'd be afraid if I was USC. I think Tulane is, is going to ride the wave of momentum they have going at the end of the season and just and just uh, destroy USC, which I think would be hilarious. Uh, you mean they're going to ride the green wave of momentum they have? Uh, yes, thank you. And finally... The Rose Bowl, Utah versus Penn State. Shannon, I know you're excited for that one. I am. It's redemption, baby. Didn't y'all win the last Rose Bowl you played in? Oh, lost it. 
to USC. That's Sam Darnold. Yeah, gross. Yep, it was awful. Why did I and think then that? Then St. Lombardi left us. Rip. <sighs> sad. <laughs> Very sad. Why did I think you guys won the last Rose Bowl you were in? Because uh, you're super confident about it? That's Probably. definitely not it. <laughs> that is 100% not Yeah, it. I know. Yeah, I know. I just had to say it. That can't be true. <laughs> that can't be true. The last time Penn State won the Rose Bowl was 1995. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Well, everyone, what do you say, Lovey? Just the pain behind your voice. <laughs> uh, that's all we have for this week. Uh, thank you for stopping by. Everyone have a good, safe, fun weekend. Uh, hopefully, we get our regular recording site to work next week, so we can stop using Skype. Skype sound quality sucks. You can probably tell. I they're never going to sponsor us. I don't give a fuck. Uh, don't use Skype. If you are going to start a podcast and you need to use some sort of application or something to record with someone else, don't One, use Skype. It's two, fucking terrible. Three. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, the way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, <clears throat> go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.